0: Hi, welcome to On Demand. This is Pastor Ricky Temple. I'm glad you're with us today. We're going to talk about romantic lies today. This is a story that is just full of power and life. It's in the book of Judges, chapter 14. Samson fell in love, but boy, was he believing some lies. A lot of good truth here today. It's going to help you in your life. So stay there. Tune in, Judges 14. This is going to be really good. See you on the other side. Stay right there. I like this sermon today. I really do. I think the message in this sermon is for all of you romantic people, all of you who think you love us and you know what this, what the Bible says, what life is about, this sermon's for you. Some of you say, no, I'm not a lover. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know what I am. Well, it don't matter. Stay with me today. Learn some things about love and romance. Whether you're single, married, doesn't matter. This is a good message for you because here's what you're going to do. Jump into the mind of Samson for a minute and you're going to see A man who didn't tell him the truth, himself the truth, put it that way. The series is called Tell the Truth. And there are four elements to this sermon series that I've been talking, I'm going to talk about. One I've already talked about, family lies. I thought about how a person's family uh, can lie to themselves if they're not careful. And I asked you last week, are are you a family that lies to yourself? Are you a family that doesn't tell the truth? And Samson comes from a family that told the truth, but he didn't respond to that. And you'll see in a minute why. He had a way of thinking that went contrary to that. Today, we're going to talk about the romantic side of that and how romance was the biggest reason Samson got off, It was the number one reason. Women in and out of his life was a problem. Next week, we're going to talk about imaginary lies. He just had an imagination that was amazing. And you start making up stuff and you start lying to yourself and you start tricking yourself before you know it, you're in a bad spot. And then fourthly, we're going to talk about the consequences of that. There are consequences for lying to yourself. That's why you should stop today. You should say, at the end, Pastor, before you go any further, I'm, I'm making a commitment to not do just anything. I want to focus my mind and my attention. Now, in this sermon, you're going to see us going back and forth between what his father would say or his family would try to teach him and what he would do. And it's really amazing. There is this tremendous struggle he had with balancing certain things. He just couldn't couldn't get it right and so he comes to this moment and he meets a he sees and he meet he sees a woman and it all goes downhill from Judges chapter 14 verse 1 watch this Samson went down to Timnah and saw there a young Philistine woman this is important a Philistine was considered by uh, Uh, Samson's family like crypts bloods gangbangers consider that this is Goliath's people okay these are not people they (laughs) these are not the friends of Israel and at this season they have basically conquered Israel and they're living under Philistine rule and this happens for 40 years this is a horrible season for Israel right so Samson goes down to Timnah and he sees a Philistine woman doesn't talk to her never heard her say a word all he did was see her now men when it comes to romance are very motivated by sight that's what women will tell you now so if a woman wants to get a man here's what the older women tell the younger women the first thing you need to do girl is fix up your hair your nails you, need, you know what I'm saying? You need to put something on, something on your skin, because women know men are motivated by sight. It starts with looks, right? So that's a very big, and sometimes it's an unfair pressure, because you know, at the end of the day, he sees who you really are anyway. But you know, to start things off, it's kind of like important. So this guy stands and he looks and he sees her. Doesn't talk to her. Here's what happens. When he returned, this is chapter 14 of Judges, verse 2, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. I want you and dad to go down and get this woman, this fine Philistine woman I saw for me. Now what's interesting is, uh, that seems odd to us because we don't have a range of marriages, but in this culture, that's part of how, that's how you did it. You didn't get to go and get your spouse, your, husband, your, your father and your mother had to be involved. Parents had to be involved. Families had to be involved. There were all kinds of things that were culturally tied to this. And you, you might say, we need to go back to that. Well... The way the marriage rates are going, that's probably close to a possible thought. But I know for some of you that's out, so okay. But the point is that's what they did back in that day. So, first of all, I want you to see that Samson based romance on physical attraction. It's all about looking. Okay, number two, watch the Samsons. Parents, they didn't base it on that. They based it on values. Though their value system when it came to romance was was key, morals, behavior. Samson was attraction and looks. Now watch what happened, verse 3. His father uh, and mother replied, uh, isn't isn't there an acceptable woman among your relatives or among our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines to get a wife? Now you have to understand, that term uncircumcised simply meant these were people that were not in covenant with God. It goes back to Genesis 17 where God told Abraham, I want you to circumcise every male child. And that's a sign of the covenant with me. Circumcision is God's way of saying several times a day. I want you to remember, even in your most intimate moments, who you're in covenant with. And, and it was a way of marking the leader of the family, which is the guy. And so please be clear, this was a profound statement. These are uncircumcised Philistines. They have no covenant with God. These are not godly people. They have no values. These are not the people you want to marry people. You know, so he's trying <laughs> trying to get it out here. He, he's trying to get his attention. Right. Didn't work. But Samson said to his father, get her for me. I don't care what you say. You've heard this right. I want them. All right. <laughs> OK. Watch this. She's the right one for me. How do you know that? You haven't talked to her. You just saw her. We don't know her family. We don't know anything. There's no information. This is one of the worst things you can do in romance. Make a decision based on looks, uh, hair, teeth. <laughs> it doesn't work. How do you know she's right for you? What's your, where's your basis for that? You know, Anyway, boy, we can go down that road a long time. Because some of us have done that. Some of you have done that. Some of us know well what that's like. You just keep picking the wrong people because your definition of romance is wrong. Meet them at the club, go home, sleep with them that night. Then they move in the next day. And now, bam, in three days, you went from single to man in the house again, woman in the house again. I mean, just pow, real fast. Look at what happened. Verse four, his parents did not know that this was from the Lord who was seeking an occasion to confront the Philistines, for at that time they were ruling over Israel. Now, this can be a little confusing because it sounds like, okay, in parentheses, the, the, the author is saying, but God really was going to use this to punish the Philistines because Samson was going to kill a bunch of Philistines. And so you might ask, well, well, did God like design Samson to do that? No, God just knew he would. Sometimes what God will do, As he'll just let things migrate where he knows it's going to migrate and allow it to happen to get your attention. So he knew what was going to happen and he didn't stop it. Look what happened. This is important. Verse verse five. Samson went down to, to Timnah together with his father and mother. As they approached the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion came roaring toward him. Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him so that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands. Can we pause there for a minute? Whoa, people. <laughs> a lion comes. This dude is so strong. Spirit of God comes on him, and he tears the lion like nothing. This, he's by himself, and what's, what's interesting is Samson It's so different from his family because you're going to see his. Remember, I told you in our sermon last time, he was a family of communicators. They would talk about stuff. Samson didn't tell him the story. The Bible said that Samson, he he told neither his father nor his mother what he'd done. I would think when you go home and say, man, a lion came out, man, daddy, I I put it on him. You know, (laughs) he didn't do that. Uh, He went down and he talked to the woman, with the woman, and he liked her. So finally he goes and he has a conversation with her. And that's reaffirmed in his mind. This is the one. And so there's this incredible example that you're going to see in Samson's life. He's the kind of guy that not only keeps secrets, which is another observation about Samson, is he he's in verse eight. Watch what happens. Sometime later, when he went back to, to marry her, he turned aside to look at the lion's carcass. And in it, he saw a swarm of bees and some honey. He stepped out, uh, he, I'm sorry, he scooped out the honey rather with his hands and ate as he went along. And when he joined his parents, he gave them some. And they too ate it, but he did not tell them <laughs> that he had taken the honey From the lion's carcass. So there's two things I want you to notice. Number one, Samson has unhealthy secrets, he has secrets that he keeps from his family. And then Samson literally lies to his parents by being silent. So let me explain what I mean by that. So Samson is coming home and he kills this lion, comes back through, wants to see what happened to the dead lion he killed bees have built a nest of of honey, and honey is growing in the carcass, the dead carcass of the lion. Samson grossly goes over, shooes the bees away, scoops up a bunch of the honey, and eats it on the way back to his parents' house. He's never told them about the fact that he killed the lion, which is an interesting thing. He keeps this secret. Secondly, now it's unhealthy. This is kind of like the word nasty applies. And he kind of just goes and says, hey, guys, you want some of this honey I just got? Now, you would think he would, you know, he's, t- he's incredible. There are things you will find out sometimes with people that just shock you. You, you. you know, secrets are okay, and you have a right to your own privacy, but you don't have the right to be unfair to people when you're keeping secrets like that. To me, if you gave me something to eat like that, you should tell me where it came from. This reminds me of a story, right? A simple story. Ricky Jr. was a little boy. He's about two years old. And so one day I was laying in the living room and, 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 and on the floor, and I was just, and, and Ricky came in and he had some cookies in his hand, and he said, "Hey, Daddy, you want a cookie?" I said, "Sure." and he gave me the cookie. And I ate it, you know, because you know kids give their dad stuff. you just want, it. oh sure, not a problem." And so he said, "You want another one?" And so he runs back and he gets another one. And, he, and I said, okay, and something came upon me. You need to go see where uh, this boy is getting these cookies from. Well, I followed him to the kitchen. The cookies were all over the floor. And he, he, had, he decided to give me cookies off the floor, one after another. And, I did, and it wasn't until I went and checked. Now, it was a pretty gross moment for me, but... But this reminds me of that. How would you give your parents, who have a very strong religious conviction against dealing with dead things, and plus you're a Nazarite, and that's kind of against the rules, by the way. You're not supposed to touch dead stuff. You know, you're supposed to stay away from it. That's part of the rules. So here's a guy. Who has all of these um, signs of a guy who is sliding away from fair reasonable behavior. I, 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 how do you get this way? And what he does, which is an interesting thing, is he slowly drags his family into confusion and strife. Look with me what happens in verse 10. His father went down to see the woman. Now, no, now he's seen the woman, now his father goes. And there Samson held a feast, as was customary for the young men. <clears throat> So he goes down now and he's going to have this feast, and he's going to, you're going to slowly seem drag his family into confusion. I've seen this happen over and over and over again in families. And, and this, is, <laughs> this is a tragedy that sometimes is just part of the family tax. Mommy and daddy love him. But now mommy and daddy are about to be dragged into confusion. Listen to this next part, verse 11. When the people saw him, they chose 30 men to be his companion. So Samson's away from home, right? He's having the wedding away from home, so he didn't have any friends. There's nobody in his family, nobody in his friendship, nobody's friends were there, just his mom and dad. And so he grabs these friends, and all of a sudden, watch what happens. In verse 12, Samson comes up with this idea. Let me tell you, and these are the 12, 30 guys they chose to be, his like groomsmen, right? So he wouldn't be by himself. You know, the wife, they have these seven-day weddings, long weddings in Israel, uh, in, in this part of the world, rather. And so he has no groomsmen, so they choose 30 guys to, you know, be his, quote, groomsmen. So these 30 guys come together, and he sits there, gets guess everybody's looking at everybody, and nobody talks, nobody, there's nothing in common. There's nothing to talk about, so while they're waiting during the seven-day period for the wedding to be official, he comes up with this idea. Let me tell you a riddle. Verse 12, Samson said to them, if you can give me the answer within the seven days of the feast, I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 sets of clothes. Now that's a big gift back then. Watch this. If you can't Tell me the answer. You must give me 30 linen garments and 30 sets of clothes. Sets of clothes. That's a lot. Not just, you know, I want some linen and I want 30 sets of clothes. So everybody's going to have to sacrifice and lose something in this deal. So the guys sit around and they kind of try to figure it out. They go through all this hassle. and And then after a few days, they can't figure it out. And here's the riddle he gave them. Out of the eater, something to eat. Verse 14. Out of the strong, something sweet. So, of course, we know because he's talking about the lion. Right. Out of the eater, the lion, something to eat. And out of the strong, the lion, something sweet. Well, for three days, they could not give, give, give the answer. Verse, verse uh, 14, verse 15. All right? On the 14th day. On the fourth day, rather, they said, and remember, there's a seven-day period for the wedding, right? So on the fourth day, they said to Samson's wife, they go to her, and this is what they say. Now, watch, watch what's going to happen. Remember, the point is, he drags them into confusion. His mom and dad are there, no other family, and he's got these 30 new friends, and he's got them all up in a tizzy, because they're they going to have to give up some clothes. That, you know, they're, they're gonna, they feel like, man, this guy's about to rob us, because they can't figure out his puzzles. So they go, riddle, rather, so they go to her, and they say these words. For three days, they could not figure it out, verse 15. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's wife, "Coax your husband and to explaining the riddle for us, or we will burn you and your father's household to death." Wow, We're going to kill you and your daddy, because we didn't know this guy. Did you invite us here to steal our own property, to steal our property? We, we don't know this dude. We just came in to be his groomsmen or be part of his team because, you know, you guys asked us. We're your friends. But now he's going to take our clothes. He's going to steal our stuff. You've given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me. So she goes to him and Samson's wife, verse, verse 16, threw herself on him, on him, sobbing. You you hate me. You don't really love me. Uh, you've given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. And I haven't even explained it to my father or mother. He, he said, I haven't told my mom or daddy about this. Well, watch what happens. He said, verse 17, she cried the whole seven days of the feast. So on the seventh day, she kept crying. Fourth day she cried. Fifth day she cried. Sixth day she cried. Seventh day she cried. We ain't told me the answer to the riddle. How come you ain't told? So finally he tells her the answer to the riddle. And then the guys decide to wait right before the wedding, right before the wedding. This is important. Watch this now. Verse 18. Before the sun set on the seventh day, the men before the sun set on the seventh day of the town, they said to him, what is sweeter than honey and what is stronger than a lion? They knew they figured out the riddle. Samson said to them. Now, this is kind of graphic, so hang with me here. If you had not plowed with my heifer or young cow, that's what he means by heifer, by the way, you would not have you would not solve my riddle. <laughs> now, all this happened because he's in the wrong place in a romantic relationship with the wrong person. Now, I want you to hear this. All this strife that you're going to hear because is going to get ugly in a minute. <laughs> all this is because he's romancing the wrong person. Sometimes you know you're in the wrong romance because this is crazy all the time. All the time. It's just crazy all the time. So now we've got this, this, this fight, this strife going on. Right. And I, there's a question I want you to just think about this. Do you have an unnecessary problem that could have been avoided if you had never been in a relationship with fill in the blank? Do you have an unnecessary problem that could have been avoided if you had never been in a relationship with fill in the blank and had never gone to fill in the blank? I don't know. I know who it is, but are you going through something right now that you would never have gone through if you had not dated fill in the blank? If you had not gone that night to fill in the blank, what's the address? How far is it from where you are now? If you'd never gone there, if you had never made that decision. (laughs) So watch what happens. It all falls apart. Mama and daddy, watch it. Everybody's being dragged along. Chaos springs out. Verse 19, then the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. He went down to Ascalon, struck down 30 of their men, stripped them of everything, gave their clothes uh, and gave their clothes to those who had explained the riddle. Burning with anger, this is important now, burning with anger, After he goes, he he kills 30 guys, takes their clothes. And I mean, this is a this is a very violent moment. And it all starts. Its root is in finance. I'm sorry, not finance. Its roots in romance. I got I'm getting it right here. (laughs) Amazing. It can't be financed. That's another sermon. But I want you to think about this for a minute. The Bible said burning with anger, he returned to his father's house. Samson's wife was given to one of his companions who had attended the feast. So one of the 30 guys ended up marrying his wife because the wedding never really happened. It blew up. Before the final seventh day, it blew up. Man. What kind of romantic life Are you living? Is it like this guy's life? One problem after another? One issue after another? One zoo moment after another? It's just like living in a zoo. It's constant. It's always, could it be? Could it be you're in the wrong place? Could it be that you keep choosing the wrong people? Remember, Samson saw a woman and he said, I want her. Is that how you're picking people these days? His his parents said, how about values? How about how they think? How about what they want out of life? You know, if if I can be really graphic and just just, just hang with me for just a minute, just don't get nervous. If it's all about sex, how long does that last? You have 24 hours in a day. You got to live the rest of the day with them. I'm just saying, if you can't deal with, you know, 23 hours of them, a few minutes is not going to make you happy. So she looks good. Great. Wonderful. That's a good thing. But look, dude, after you see her for a while, you can't live off of her eyes and you can't live off. of You can't. Look, lady, he's got big muscles. He's got money, but. When you get to the point that you don't need to buy anything else, you know, you got a car, a house, your bills are paid, you know, okay, you got a few pieces of clothing. But if they crush you every day, if they're violent, full of confusion, what good is being all dressed up and crazy? What good is all that? This is a guy whose whole life was out of control because he was believing romantic lies. And that's true for some of you. How many people have you dated? How many people are you going out with now? How many people are you lying to today? Are you lying to yourself? Samson not only lied to himself, but he dragged his whole family into this mess with him. It's tragic. If I were to be honest, a lot of people are in prison today because of romance. A lot of people right now, this is not romance. This is somebody that's confused. This is somebody that's out of control. And he stays this way. And by the way, just as a sidebar, this is not the end of this story. He still got a lot of imaginary thoughts in his head because he never resolved it. See, here's nothing. He stormed off, left the wedding before it was completed. Right. Storms off, burning with anger, the Bible says. And then all of a sudden he's going to reappear again. The Bible doesn't say how long it was. Was it a day, a week, month? I don't know. But after he calms down, he decides to go back to her again. And he's in believing what I would call an imaginary lie. He thinks they're married. Amazing. Let me ask you something. Is that you? Living in a land of imagination? He's gone, sister girl. He's gone, brother. She's gone. It's over. At some point, you got to pause. You have to pause. She's gone. He's gone. Samson never came to a conclusion. A lot of us live in the land of imagination. And I think what you ought to do is take a step back and ask yourself this very tough question. Am I, look in the mirror, am I lying to myself? Am I lying to myself? If you are, how about telling yourself the truth? There's a verse in the Bible that says, and you shall know the truth, John eight thirty two. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It frees you when you know the truth. Truth about yourself, truth about your motives, truth about your own attitude. Sometimes you, you don't play well with others. You want to kiss and hug and all that, but you don't play well with others. You don't want the responsibility comes with romance and love. Some of you say, well, I don't know. I romance. What do you mean by romance? Listen, just think about it this way. What I mean is you easily have fantasies in your mind about what it means to like somebody. And you travel down this path of fantasy and you don't have true romance. See, True romance is more than just lust. It has to do with a deep concern for someone. It's that first step, but the step is not selfishly driven. It's more about the whole of a relationship. I've been 40 years in a romantic relationship with my wife, and it's a whole lot more to it than just looks. It's called friendship, relationship. That's what I pray for you. Let me pray for you today. Father, I pray for those today who've gotten into romantic lives, they've lost their way. They're like Samson, going from person to person based on looks. May they back up and think about values like the parents tried to get him to see. I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit would help them because some of them are in a a cycle of confusion and it all started because they made wrong choices. I pray that the Holy Spirit would bring healing to their life and peace to their romantic life. And may they tell the romantic truth. This is good. This is not good. This needs to be changed. Whatever needs to happen to make it what it should be. But if it can't be better, may they have the courage to admit that they've made the mistake. I speak healing to relationships that have been hurt. I pray, God, for you to redeem relationships that can be redeemed, where people are willing to live within new boundaries, willing to adapt their values, to realign themselves with you. Let this be a healing moment for them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I also would pray for people who after hearing this message would say, I need God in my life. I need to give my life to the living God. I need, to make a, I need to surrender my life. I've been making bad romantic choices, lying to myself, and it's time for me to make this change. I speak healing and blessing to them today as they open their heart to receive you as their Lord and Savior. May this be the beginning moment for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you were blessed today and I hope you learned something about romantic lies. Now, this guy lost his relationship. Things went haywire. He got angry. Everything blew up in his face all because he was going by looks and appearances. There's a lot we can learn in this sermon. I hope it helped you today. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for those who are in love. That Love is a good thing. May we never be afraid of romance or afraid of love and may we never be blinded by the lies that romance can bring into our lives. I thank you for the opportunity to share with your people. We bless them and pray grace upon their love life and their futures in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining me on demand. I'll see you next time right here. Bye-bye.